Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. I've had to re-record this intro about 16 times because every 30 fucking seconds, our battery alarm goes off in the smoke detectors. And I don't, we have Nest, okay? I'm not trying to throw the brand under the bus, but every three minutes, these things, you got to reset the batteries. I don't know if we got lemons. But I'm down here, my husband's putting, we've gone through enough AAA batteries to run a nuclear plant. And every three seconds, heads up, reset your batteries. I'm spiraling today. I need to really take a, we all need to have a moment of zen. I'm not trying to start the podcast off this way with manic energy, but it has been like, you know, some of the, when you have those days where you're trying to put one foot in front of the other, you're, you have a laundry list of things you need to get done. And every time, you go to start that one thing, something else happens that then derails you from that one thing. Like I'm under deadlines for shit and it's already noon and I feel like we have been spinning our wheels and and just, I'm on the unicycle to nowhere right now. And you and I both know that I wouldn't be great on a unicycle. You always see somebody on a unicycle at like Venice Beach, some asshole on one in Bryant Park and you're like, what are you doing? Why are you on that? Are you comfortable? I know you're not comfortable. You know what seems more sensible? A, for your back support and just B, for your nutsack to not be on a unicycle. Just to be slightly bent over at maybe a, I don't know, 75 degree angle holding up a handlebar. Like, why do we have to push ourselves to the limit to be like, look at all the things I can do plus a unicycle? That's fucking dumb. You know what I mean? It's dumb. That's where I'm at. These turnarounds from tour and then to uh, traveling to do other things, it's just a tight turnaround. I'm just going to get this off my chest and I'm then I'm going to humble myself real quick. It's a tight turnaround. We got in late last night from the Charleston shows. We had a whole weekend of shows. And then I've got like eight hours to get the script notes done, finish the podcast, do all this shit 
to turn around and pack to leave at 7 a.m., which I'm going on a trip. I'm going on a fun trip. There'll still be work. I'm still doing a lot of work while I'm abroad. But, you know, it's just, it's tight. It's a tight day. It's a tight turnaround. If I was a flight attendant and I could use that jargon, you'd get it. We got four minutes to make it to the gate because we're taking off to Toledo. And then I'm flying to LAX, got a red eye back to the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to Toledo or back to LA, but you know what I'm saying? It's a tight turnaround. It's a tight. And it's one of those things where if you try and delegate, you're like, okay, I'm going to delegate. I'm going to work smarter, not harder. I'm going to pass out the jobs to other people in my family and people who are here to help me. But then it's like, I still got to get on the phone and fight with the insurance company about like why my birth control isn't covered, but I got to pick up the birth control by five from the pharmacist. But I got to get somebody else on the phone, on the insurance company to go ahead and clear the new birth control, like that kind of shit, you know, where it's like, why is it? We talked about this. I'm pretty sure I talked about this like two weeks ago. Why is it that insurance doesn't make sense? Explain it to me, please. Because I I know I'm going to have to get on the phone and fucking fight with somebody. That's what it is. I know in order to get my birth control covered, I'm going to have to fight. I don't want to get on the phone to fight. I will say I got up early this morning to do a bunch of press for these upcoming shows. And for what y'all, if you've ever heard me on the radio doing an interview, this is how it works. I'm coming into a market. I'm going to do a show in Cleveland. Then I have a show in Indianapolis and Cincinnati in a week. So, you know, the the head guy from Cleveland, good morning, good morning, Cleveland calls. And when you do radio shows, they're so funny because it's just a vibe. They're like, hey, Heather, so we hear the new tour is called the comeback tour, but what's the meaning behind that? You know, and I'm just doing these like over and over press tours where I'm like, well, we're, I'm back from the honeymoon, baby. Hit it, Bill. You know, and I mean, everyone is so incredibly lovely and I enjoy doing press because I find it super endearing and I'm grateful that people will like help promote the show and the tour and all that. But it has just been funny since like 7 a.m. I've been like, well, let me tell you something, Bill. Cannot wait to be back in Philadelphia. What do I love about cheesesteaks? Well, I'm going to tell you, they're dripping with juice. Like, (laughs) that's where I'm at. You know what I'm talking about? That is where I'm at. And then I need to take that same spirited, joyful energy and then go yell at somebody from my insurance company to be like, why is the fact that all of a sudden the birth control I was on is now $500 and we have not changed plans? That kind of thing. My house needs to be vacuumed and mopped and swept. The floors look atrocious. Housekeepers were supposed to show up, you know, at nine and and now it's noon, you know, and you're like, I only have the dog at the fucking doggy daycare till four today. You're going to lose a hand, ma'am, if you get back to the house and we're vacuuming and Rigatoni has something to say about it. Like we only got a short window. I can drop him off in the morning, pick him up in the afternoon, but we got a short window of vacuum possibilities. And I got a good boy. My son is a good boy, but you know what's the one thing that a lot of dogs don't fuck with? The vacuum, the Swiffer. And I'm paying you good money. I just need you to be, I need everybody to be on time. And again, I understand how fucking obnoxious and first world it is. But when you're four hours late and I got a two hour window with a French bulldog, I'm doing the best I can. 
You know what I mean? I had it all planned out. I'm going to do the podcast. I got up. I've been doing press. I mean, if you saw what I look like right now, I look like a crackhead who got involved in the wrong stuff. You've never seen that video from YouTube. He looked like a crackhead that got a hold of the wrong stuff. That's what I look like. It's not even a messy bun. It's like, you know, when the bun flips over on your head when you put it up and it's not swirled around counterclockwise, it's just folded in half like a grilled cheese. I got a grilled cheese top knot, Jeff's oversized sweatshirt, Spanx, and a pair of Ugg slippers right now. I mean, it is a, if the UPS were to knock on the door to have a conversation, they would drop the box and run. They would. It's not great. Maybe you're having a little breakout. Don't worry. I got what you need. I'm talking about Starface. Starface is the best-selling Hydro Stars, which is a fun star-shaped pimple patch that's cute. I almost look forward to getting a breakout. I put them all over Jeff the other day. I use one of the star patches at night. It's so much better than putting like crushing up an old aspirin and throwing that nasty paste on your face that then ends up all over your pillow. These Starface pimple patches are my freaking jam. They're cute. I throw one on and I don't look like such a monster while I sleep. Cuteness aside though, they're also designed to absorb fluid and reduce redness while shrinking your spot. I love that I can put on the Hydro Star to remind myself not to pop or pick at my skin too. That's also what's great. Once I put that little sticker on, I'm good to go and I'm not gonna be constantly like like a crack and just like, you know, scratching at my chin. Starface has a full range of Hydro Star pimple patches for whatever mood you're in. There's classic yellow, a colorful multi-pack, a solid pack, and a cute blue star with salicylic acid, which is, hello, a no-brainer, and that'll get right to the spot. I'm really excited because Starface actually just released their newest innovation, which is a powerful micro-dart patch called the MicroCloud. These cute little cloud-shaped patches are made with tiny, self-dissolving micro-darts that dive deep into the skin to target early-stage pimples that are dry or irritated. They're filled with key ingredients like hyaluronic acid, niacinamide, and salicylic acid to help calm and hydrate skin for faster healing. Again, MicroCloud is only available in the U.S. at starface.world. That's S-T-A-R-F-A-C-E dot W-O-R-L-D, starface.world. And for a limited time, Starface is offering all Absolutely Not listeners free shipping on your first microcloud order. Just enter promo code ABSOLUTELY at checkout. Again, absolutely for free shipping on your first microcloud order. What's your sex life like, you know? What is it? I just, I want to know, what do you think you deserve in your sex life? What comes to mind? Don't be afraid to say it because whatever it is, you do deserve it. And Dipsy can help you get in there and find new and sexy ways to spice things up. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring real life scenarios with like immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. I love it because new content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and we just love it. They're totally inclusive, radically inclusive, and we freaking love it. They also have soothing sleep stories, so maybe you're not feeling horny, but you want to have a nice sleep story. They have great sleep stories and wellness stories and sexy stories that you can read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax, unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 
and a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash absolutely. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A, that's dipsy, D-I-P-S-E-A, stories.com slash absolutely. Again, that's dipsystories.com slash absolutely. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time and explore your fantasies at dipsystories.com slash absolutely. Well, my day was supposed to be, we do a little press this morning, bop, bop, bop. I'm getting things done, checking it off the list. I drop rigs off, then come back. I got to air out my costumes. I got to find a dry cleaners who can specialize in dealing with glitter. Then I find out that the only person who can dry clean glitter is all the way like 30 minutes away from my house. I don't have time to take it down there because I got to get this and da, 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 da. Okay. The housekeepers are going to be here. They're going to be vacuuming on the top floors, which means I can record the podcast in silence for one hour. Then, bop, 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 then I can go get rigs. I was going to pick him up, go to CVS. And I and somehow in that window of lunchtime, when I have to like order Chick-fil-A on Uber Eats to get sent to my house because there's no food in this fucking house, I'd be like, all right, then I can pick him up. We can He can sit in the car with me while we do the drive-thru at CVS. The CVS that's mean to me, and I keep fucking going back to them like a wounded fucking puppy. And then I would come back, housekeepers would be gone, would pay them, and then I wouldn't have to worry about rigs taking someone's hand over a vacuum. First world problems, fully 100% am telling you that I understand that. The privilege in that conversation is wild. But you know what I mean? It's like one of those days you're trying to, okay, I'm going to do this. I got this. It was scheduled out. We got the, 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 this, that, bing, bang, boom, bomb. And then it's just like, I'm going to have to sit on the fucking phone all day with somebody named Todd. And then he's going to try and mansplain to me why the insurance isn't covering the birth control. And I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. And to really put things in perspective for myself, we were in Charleston this weekend and got to hang out with my mom's dear friend, Nicole. And Nicole's just a badass. She's just a, she's a really great gal. I love her, Nicole, if you hear this. Big shout out to Nicole. And Nicole is a fabulous Vietnamese woman. And we're sitting here at lunch at the Butcher and the Bee. I don't know how we got on the topic of it, but I said something about how like, yeah, we can't complain. Nobody should complain about anything. We have such a great life. But yeah, there are things day to day that are frustrating. And then Nicole, not in a uh, you need to be humbled way, but we were, started organically talking about how she escaped Vietnam when she was nine years old and then didn't see her own mother for 27 years. She escaped on a helicopter, then was taken to like an Air Force base and thrown on a giant, as she said, like cleaned out cargo um, plane. And then she was flown out of the country and her mom somehow didn't get on the helicopter and she didn't see her mom for 27 years. So I'm hysterically crying at brunch thinking, wow, we all need to put things in perspective. And now Nicole didn't say this in any way to like make us feel like pieces of shit. She was just sharing her story. And it's a constant reminder, no matter how many times we think, okay, it's going to go this way or we wanted to go that way. Just fucking scream in the closet for a minute and then put things in perspective. Like here I am having a flustered moment. Jeff and I were barking at each other and I'm just like, you know what? It's all going to be fine. We're going to get it done. Yes. Am I going to, I am lucky and blessed to even be able to have the ability to have health insurance. So you know what? I need to just clench my pussy and just put my head down and get it fucking done. Get it done. Get it done. Don't be a bitch and get it done. And sometimes we have to have those conversations with ourselves. 
I feel like I've had a lot of people around me recently who've just been like very victim mentality, which listen, we're all going through shit. Okay. There are always two sides to the coin, but like at some point, are we just like enough? I'm not going to feel sorry for myself anymore. I got to pick myself up and keep moving. Shit fucking happens. It's not what happens to you. It's how you can control your attitude. I can't even get the words out. I'm so tongue tied. As my dad said, it's not what, what happens to you. It's, it's how you react to it. So you know what I'm going to do? We're going to turn this around. We're going to turn this train around. We're going to think of things that bring us joy. My son's face. Watching people make things in an air fryer on TikTok. Oh, you know what videos I love? When an airline captain flies his like retired flight, his last flight, and then they come out and they do the water gun salute and they get the water cannons out and he's like coming down the runway and they're spraying the water. And they're like, you know, it's air traffic controls like Captain, Captain Smith want to say thank you for a dedicated and loyal 42 years with Delta Airlines. Want to just say, uh, hope you had a great time flying to Bermuda and back. And hey, Captain, we're lucky to have you. You know what I mean? And then you hear Captain be like, thanks, Bill. Over and out. It's been a, an honor and a pleasure to fly and never forget the eagle always soars in the right direction. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You know, when you see those videos and they retire and they're always like, never forget, the wind will only send you closer to your destination. And they have some sort of like inspiring aviation themed little nugget of wisdom. I love those videos. I love the videos. And, you know, obviously it touches me because my papa, my dad's dad was a captain at Delta Forever, Captain Jack McMahon. And, you know, stuff like that. But that, I mean, it's always, and I've said this a million times, whenever the soldiers come home, you know, obviously when they see their kids, it tears me up. But when the soldiers see the fucking dogs, how many times have you watched that one video of that guy who comes back from the war and his golden retriever, Milo, loses his fucking mind and it's 3 a.m. and I'm sitting up in bed and I'm just weeping. And Jeff pulls out his earplugs because he wears little like earplugs to bed because apparently I <clears throat> take in a lot of wind. As he says, me and Riggs snore apparently. <laughs> Try me. And I've looked at air fryer porn. I've looked at the airline captains retiring, the dogs greeting their, ma- their owners back from the war, just sobbing. You know, just absolutely. That was beautiful. I love it. These are the things I do this also too to like torture myself emotionally. Because I've told you this before. I'm not a sad crier. If something, if you take me to a sad movie, don't usually cry. You take me to a happy movie, weeping, sobbing. If you were to take me to like, I don't know, the Minions, haven't even seen it, would be a, a mess. You know what I mean? Remember the movie Up? Where that's about the old man and the little kid. And I'm pretty sure he dies in the end. That sweet cartoon where everybody sobbed. I was like, it's the circle of life. That's just nature, baby. And everyone's like, you're a monster. But then you take me to see like Pineapple Express and I'm not even high. And I'm just like, this is about friendship. It's about friendship. Look how much fun they're having together. That's how emotionally unbalanced I am. 
It's bizarre. There's nothing worse than being dehydrated, hands down, without a doubt, and it creeps up on us, or we had too much to drink the night before, and the next thing you know, you're mouth the sandpaper and you got a headache. You know what I always carry on me? My Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well-being and their hydration multiplier is one product you're missing in your daily routine. I'm telling you, I've said this a lot. I feel like we would solve a lot of the world's problems if everybody just got hydrated and had a seat. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning before workout when you feel run down after a long night out or on long flights. I carry the liquid IVs with me all the freaking time, especially take it before a flight because you don't even realize how dehydrated you can get on a flight. And on top of that, I told you I sweat so much on stage. I have a liquid IV that I put in my drink on stage that I sip. So it tastes really nice and flavorful, but I know I'm basically getting electrolytes the whole time, which is awesome. Here's the thing. One stick of liquid IV in a 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. Contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. And with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 25 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. And that's a beautiful thing. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code absolutely at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today by using promo code absolutely at liquidiv.com. So I don't know what's going on in your life where you just need to take a second, pause and say, all right, let's put things in perspective. We're going to be fine. It's all going to be good. I did see something, though, that really resonated with me. And if y'all feel like January has been as long as it has been, saw something great the other day, and I don't know who to give credit to because this has been re-watermarked a thousand times. But it said, I don't know how to explain it, but 8 p.m. October and Thursday are all the same thing. And I was just like, damn, that is accurate. That feeling of 8 p.m., the day Thursday, and the month of October are all the same energy. It's the same smell. That that just makes sense. So I was trying to figure out what January is, and I think it's gray, Monday, and like 8.45 a.m. You know what I mean? I think that's pretty gray, maybe even 7, 7 a.m., in January. Oh, yeah. To me, that is all the same thing. And that's not, you know, I hate when people, you know, a lot of my friends have birthdays in January and they feel very bitter about it. And they, they, they definitely have a chip on their shoulder about these January birthdays. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a March birthday, okay? And I don't, know if the, I don't know if you've been keeping up the last couple of years, but there is something like horrific that happens every March now. COVID started, the war in Ukraine started, you know, another outbreak of, the bird flu will start, God forbid. But I'm just saying, I get it. I get it. And I'm not shitting on January. I enjoy January. I've been very busy. It's a fresh start. It's a new year. We're out and about. We're checking in. But it does feel like that. It's just that feeling. It's gray outside. I'm just pointing out facts. Anywho, anywho, just thought I needed to 
bitch for a second and put things in perspective for my own self. Y'all don't even realize sometimes this podcast is me just talking into a void. You know what I mean? I'm just talking and then y'all listen to this shit and you respond back to me. But when I record this, I'm just talking back to my own vision board and having a photo of myself talk back to me. Like I'm looking at a photo of myself on my vision board and we are just having a conversation. It's delusional. It makes no sense. And I need to see somebody about it. Had a great weekend, three show weekend in Augusta, two shows in Charleston. What a great time. What a great time. Had a blast. Charleston, you are wonderful. Augusta, you are wonderful. My first time performing at Augusta and what a blast that was. Big shout out to my girls from Studio 285 who came and did my hair and got me all gussied up. Had a blast. Augusta, though. You know what I love about Augusta? Augusta is really one of those towns where, you know, it's lipstick on a pig a little bit. And that's okay. I'm from Georgia. I can say it. They have the Masters. They have this like prestigious golf tournament. But you know what I mean? But it is still like my Aunt Carol's house is on fire. That kind of thing. And that's what I love. We stayed at this place. that's like a historic inn. I mean, we walked into our room and they said, yeah, this, this room ain't going to work. We, we're changing the toilet. And I said, oh, I can wait on a new toilet. And they're like, oh, yeah, but this new toilet's not a new toilet. It's an old toilet. So we got to get the new toilet. And I said, you know what? I will wait for the new toilet. And they said, yeah, we're just going to get you another room. So we get to this place and we get out. I hand my bags to the valet, the bellman. He's as nice as can be. The elevator isn't working. So he brings our bags all the way up to the fourth floor. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, this ain't going to work. Now, because you can't get a toilet in that room, so we're going to put you downstairs. So we're like moving to room like 105. So then this guy comes in, gives us our luggage. I hand him a 20. He's like, thanks so much. He leaves. We go to leave to go to the show. And the valet is like, I don't have your valet ticket. And we're like, oh, it's a white expedition. Da, da, da. He's like, okay, who did you give you? Who did who checked you in earlier? And we're like, Carl. And he's like, that guy doesn't work for us. <laughs> like that kind of vibe. So we were like, huh? Nothing was taken. The car was there. It was like one of the construction guys that was also just, you know, taking a 20 minute break and was like, let me make a couple bucks and started valeting and and being a bellhop. That to me is actually, you know, that is just, it's brilliance. It's the hustle mentality, which is what we're all pretty much doing. But I thought that was fucking great. Like the valet of this hotel was like, we don't have a guy named Carl. And then when I we got back from the show, Carl was working the valet again with this other guy. And I said, this is Carl. He goes, yeah, he doesn't work here. We just met him. So then I guess the valet was like, Carl's doing something shady, confronted Carl, and then was like, all right, buddy, we're actually short staffed tonight. You want to make a couple extra bucks? I love it. I love everything about it. You know how many times I've been to Augusta? Oh, dude, it's great. And then we rolled into Charleston. You know, I love Charleston. I love Charleston. I got to be honest. The Saturday night show is one of the best shows I've ever had. It was so on fire. It was so much fun. And then we roll into Sunday and I'm thinking, okay, now Charleston is always a crazy audience, but I think they're going to be kind of tame on a Sunday. Y'all, y'all were drunk Sunday. And I'm going to say it. Mama wasn't mad. Y'all were drunk Sunday though. And just hollering random shit. It was a real chatty crowd. Real chatty crowd. And I know it's bad when Jeff says the woman in front of him wouldn't shut the fuck up. Jeff's had the show 
And he's like, I wanted to tell this woman, like, what did you come here for? But then Jeff had a woman, he said, that was crawling up the aisle, crawling up the stairs. Her husband is like, get on your feet, get on your feet, Darla, get on your feet, come on. And then Tina was working the merch booth and said that this woman was fireman carried out of the venue. So I never know. Sometimes these Sunday shows, like, it, you know, they're usually an earlier show at 7 p.m. People come in, relaxed energy. It's a Sunday. Maybe they've had a couple of drinks, but they're usually like really attentive crowds. No, Sunday in Charleston, I forgot. Y'all been at brunch since 11 a.m., tearing it up. And a woman had to get firemen carried out of the theater. When I come home from the road, all I want is something fresh in my fridge that I can whip up and spend some time in my kitchen, but that I don't have to like go to the grocery store and buy a million different ingredients because that's such a pain in the ass. Listen, skip the grocery store and take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh. I love HelloFresh. They have robust flavors, great recipes, and it's all so easy. And listen, a lot of their recipes you can make and be ready in 15 minutes or less. And you know what? We love that. We love convenience. We love just making it easy. When it's time for the game to home gate like a pro with a limited time winning assortment of snacks, appetizers, and shareable sweets available at HelloFresh Market. Treat friends and fans to delicious barbecue baby back ribs, chocolate chip brownies, and everything in between. Hey, we want to save money this time of year, but did you know that HelloFresh helps you save money all year round? In fact, HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% cheaper than takeout. Yes, we freaking love it. Listen, if you don't want to schlep to the grocery store, I don't, you don't. Try HelloFresh. You're going to love it. All you got to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash absolutely21. That's absolutely21. And use code absolutely21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. Yes, that's right. I say go to HelloFresh.com slash absolutely21 and use code absolutely21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. That's freaking incredible, okay? Remember that HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And all you got to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash Absolutely21 and use code Absolutely21 for free 21 meals plus free shipping. You're welcome. Also at the Augusta show, I will say, and this is why sometimes I love bringing my mom and my husband to the shows and my sister and bringing everybody to the shows, but it, it does become a little bit of like a disturbance. So Jeff is sitting at the Augusta show. A woman is hammered. She comes up to him and trips over his foot. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, helps her up or whatever. She's hammered. And she's like, oh my God, it's Jeff. Tries to sit in his lap and he's like, hey, hey, let me get you to your seat. She was sitting like a couple of seats down from him. She said, no, it's fine. I want to sit here. Sits at his feet and then puts her elbows like back on his legs. Like he, she's basically sitting in his crotch. And then turns around and is sitting on the floor of the theater and just trying to talk to him. And Jeff's like, hey, I actually haven't ever seen the show before. You know, like we're disturbing the audience. Let's, can I help you to your seat? And she says, no, I want to sit here. So she sits at his feet and like won't stop talking. So at this point, he's like, hey, I'm going to run to the bathroom and then watches the rest of the show from the side of the stage. So I come off the stage and I can't see him out of the corner of my eye. I come off the stage. I'm like, good night, Augusta. Come off the stage. And he is like, some woman tried to sit in my lap and then sat on the floor for 45 minutes until I had to skeet out and just tell her I had diarrhea. So if you see my people at the show, say hi, but then sit down and enjoy the show. 
Don't worry if Jeff could, he'd run his own fucking meet and greet after the show. All right. But mama can't even get what she needs to get done because you hussies are trying to get my man's number. And you know what? I won't allow it. But so ridiculous. Like, I was so surprised. I did not think the Sunday show was going to be that rowdy. And sure enough, like, I get a report from security after all the shows and like, yeah, Darla had to be carried out. She was crawling up the stairs. We were afraid somebody was going to step on her. So we carried her out fireman style. Then a woman was at the meet and greet on Sunday night. God bless her. So hammered. Full time on, on FaceTime with her six-year-old daughter. And I said, I was like, ma'am, what are we doing here? It was her husband and her daughter on FaceTime. And she's just having a full conversation with them. And she was there alone. And I said, how do we, or was her ex-husband? Her husband, she kept saying. And she was just like, ain't can somebody, I was like, security, make sure she gets in her Uber. I don't know why she's on FaceTime with her ex-husband, but she is right now. And he is also dialed into this meet and greet. Like it was just insanity, but I loved it. Never change. Be you, Charleston. Just be you. I am excited. We have some fun cities coming up. We've got Cleveland, Indianapolis, Cincinnati. And then we're just like full, full Monty the rest of the year. It is a one-way ticket on the express to, to pull over that ass is too fat all the way to Radio City in June. And then I know we'll be adding more shows to the fall. I take the summer off because I've got some other projects I'm trying to work on during the summer. And I know when the kids are out of school, you hussies are tied up. But then we'll be back on the road in the fall. And it's very exciting. I mean, I said January went slow, but it also went fast. You know what I mean? We are wheeling and fucking dealing. Anyways, enough about my shit. Let's get into it. Let's get into the voicemails. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. I want to hear what you've been up to. Let's get into it. Hey, Heather. It's Allie again calling from Chicago. I realized that my last voicemail, I forgot to actually say absolutely not, and I felt tacky, so we're going to try this again. Anyway, uh, it was Strolling back from my morning workout last Wednesday, queuing up some nice Avril Lavigne, setting the tone for the day. And I look up and this girl that was running next to me at Orange Theory on the treadmill is being plowed down by this maroon van in the middle of the street. I mean, what do we got to do out here? Anyway, girl's fine. Everything was good, but I was just internally cracking up because I was thinking about your experience in a maroon van in Austin. <sighs> Listen, it's tough out here in the streets at 6.30 in the morning. Your workout may not kill you, but a maroon van may knock you down outside of the workout studio. Anyway, she's fine. We're all fine snowing in Chicago, but we're living our best lives. Anyway, love and light. And absolutely not to being plowed down by a maroon van outside of your workout studio at 630 in the morning. Bye, Heather. Okay, this voicemail brings me so much joy, but also what the fuck? You called back because you said, I don't. (laughs) You said, I realized I didn't say absolutely not in my original voicemails. And that was tacky. So anyways, this girl gets plowed down by a maroon van, like in the same breath, in the same breath, you were worried about not getting out the catchphrase of this 
absolutely diabolical podcast that serves no one but maybe like, I don't know, my mom. And you were like, by the way, this bitch, I'm listening to Avril Lavigne, you know, and then this bitch gets plowed down by a van. I mean, she is fine. But good thing I didn't seem tacky by not saying your catchphrase. Absolutely not, batch. That is so funny. That is so funny. I mean, these are the voicemails that I live for. One, also, we got to talk about how there's nothing more iconic than getting hit by a car after leaving specifically in Orange Theory. You went in there. I know how hard the workout is. Half of it's on the treadmill. Then you're on the rower. Then you're doing the weights on the floor. You've already put in a fucking Navy SEALs amount of energy and effort into your day. And now, now you got to walk out and dodge a, a Dodge Ram. You got to dodge a Dodge. That's heavy. And I know why she probably got hit. I'm not saying it's her fault, but you know how exhausted you are. You have nothing left in the tank. You are literally a shell of a human when you leave those hit workouts. And then you're supposed to come out and be able to look both ways when you cross the street. No, I'm done. This is why I learned also in like when I was trying to lose weight and figure out my hormones. The number one thing my doctor said was go for a fucking walk. We're putting it all out on the table here, doing these intense boot camp style workouts. And then I have no energy left for the day. They do not invigorate me. Those hardcore workouts do not give me a burst of energy. I am down for the count, icing my, my thighs and my quads. And then I have no, I'm just spent. What I do love though, is a 4.30 PM workout. And then I shower and I roll directly into dinner and then it's jammy time. But the fact of the matter is the way you, I mean, God bless that this woman is okay. But the way you just said, how to call that was so afraid that I'd be tacky that I did not see the catchphrase. Absolutely not. But also this bitch got hit by a car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just so great. Hey, talk about, you know, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control your attitude. And you know what? You controlled it perfectly. This brought me joy. I needed this. I needed, again, it's about your point of view and your perspective. And you know, when I hear, when I hear this, you were like, I got to make this a clean voicemail. Yeah. Did I see somebody technically get hit by a maroon van today while leaving the gym while my knees were about to buckle? Cause I was so exhausted. Sure. But you know what? My, my attitude is I got to make sure I call in and leave a nice clean voicemail so that Heather's job could be easier when it comes to editing. And I appreciate, I appreciate the thoughtfulness that you put into this voicemail. Absolutely not to the woman getting hit by a maroon van, but absolutely yes to you making my life easier. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. Um, I have both an absolutely not, and I'm going to tie it up with an absolutely yes. So we end in a positive. Um, absolutely not to my neighbors, my family, asking questions as to why my Christmas tree is still up on January 30th. Um, well, I have many reasons why it's still up, but even if I didn't have a single reason, why, why do you care? Why do we as a society think that we must take down the Christmas tree the second the holiday is over. Like December 26th is like, it's a wrap. Like what? 
I, you know, we barely got to, I mean, it's 24 hours. Christmas is 24 hours. We need more time for the holiday, okay? Also, I had surgery on my birthday, which was December 14th, and Christmas is December 25th. It was a solid two weeks of me just being completely out of it. You know, didn't really get a chance to celebrate my birthday, didn't really get a chance to celebrate Christmas. So here I am sitting in my living room, still recovering, and looking at my pink Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, it's pink, by the way. So absolutely yes to those of us who just want to live our lives, okay? We just want to do what we want to do. We don't want to play by society's rules. We are living our best lives, sitting in front of our pink Christmas tree on January 30th. And you know what, bitch? I don't know when I'm going to take it down, but when I do, I don't want to hear nothing about it, okay? Okay, that's all I had to say. Love you, mean it. Love and light. Adios. Girl, I thought I came to fight today, but you came to fight. Okay, let's get into it. First of all, not on your side. First of all, absolutely not. Now, I'm a very, very empathetic person. You had surgery. You needed time to recuperate. But we're already, I'm already going to say the thing that a lot of people are not going to want to hear. You already went pink. You did a hot pink Christmas tree, which is fun if you own a boutique, if you have an art gallery. If you have a hair salon. But it's obvious to me that you're not in an HOA. Because let me tell you something right now. The rest of us all have PTSD and trauma from these fucking homeowners associations. That if you leave a fucking red ribbon on your mailbox past January 3rd, you're getting a $2,000 fine. And if that's not happening in your neighborhood, I already know there's a tyrant running ours. Okay. Yeah, your parents are probably barking down literally the right tree because they know in their neighborhood they're going to get a fine or some asshole or Cheryl across the street's going to have some passive aggressive things to mumble under her breath. And I got to be honest with you. Now, I heard you when you said, you know, some of us just go against the grain and do whatever we want. I love that. I'm a rebel. I'm a stand-up comedian for a living. I say all the things you're not supposed to say, but I do it. And, but you know what I do? I'm a sensible fucking citizen and take my decor down on January 10th at the latest. I'm not trying to ruin the holiday cheer, but those are the rules, sweetheart. Could have called dad. Dad, you're, he's still alive for God's sakes. Hey, mom and dad, I'm having shoulder surgery. Could you come help me take down this fucking eyesore of a pink fucking tree? You got a lot of balls calling in today. A lot of balls. No, and I got a shit list to-do list to get done. And then you want to say, well, people are giving me shit that I have my tree up too long. <laughs> Bitch, my housekeepers aren't coming. So you know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be mopping the floors in about 10 minutes while I'm simultaneously downloading these files for this podcast so that you can then be driving to work on Wednesday and know that I've got an attitude, not of gratitude, but an attitude of just saltiness about the tree. 
I'm not saying that we all got to be cookie cutter and we all got to do the same thing. All right. We're all living outside the box, coloring outside the lines. But if you're keeping the pink tree up and haven't even tilted it slightly to a maybe 45 degree angle so it's not on the forefront, so it's the eyesore of the neighborhood, you could move it away from the tree. I mean, the window. Maybe move it in the kitchen because you're a sociopath. You already went with the pink tree, which we know never looks good from the street, only looks good in a boutique or a salon. We know this. We know this. But now you're throwing this pink tinsel, just trauma in our faces. And now we're going into Valentine's Day. Now, here's the thing. Here's the one caveat. If you left it up and decorated it for Valentine's Day, which technically it's the last week of January, you are not allowed to start decorating for Valentine's Day till I'd say February 4th. Why? Because that's the anniversary of when Jeff and I became boyfriend, girlfriend. We have like 16 different anniversaries. But regardless, that is when I called President Biden. He said he agreed. And I know that's not really a reliable source these days, but he did say he agreed. So if you kept it up, did some cute hearts. Remember when we make the doily hearts? That were so fun. I loved that craft. I loved that craft because I didn't have great motor skills when it came to like crafting stuff in the second grade. But remember, you'd take the white doily and you'd do a half a heart on one side and you cut around and then you'd open it up and it was a full heart. And as a second grader, who was kind of in the slow math class, you felt important. You were like, I did it. And I'd run up to my teacher and be like, I did it. And she'd be like, you did, Heather. Now what's two plus two? And I'd be like, 12. She's like, here's a cookie. You tried. You know what I'm saying? But you need to get those decorations up. I'd even put a sign on the door that says, hey, to be continued. Hey, out to lunch keeping the pink tree up. You need to accept responsibility. While I know this is an eyesore, the Valentine's Day decorations that are going to be put up for two weeks max are going to be so freaking cute, your head's going to explode. You need to put a letter in everybody in the neighborhood's mailbox letting them know that that's your game plan. And you better doily the fuck up that tree. Doily it the fuck up. Hearts. Fake candy. Kisses. You better be making homemade ornaments out of those little sweetheart candy boxes. You can make it real cute. I'm actually seeing quite a artistic, creative moment about to happen for you. But the fact that you are just saying that we all have the attitude. Oh, I'm sorry. You had shoulder surgery. Well, my... Labia is getting a little too long, but you saw me taking down the wreath, taking the red ribbons off the door. (laughs) We all have to do it. You know, should you stand up for your rights? Yeah, but I got to fight for my right to not have to look at your bullshit on January 8th. Really coming hot with just some, oh, I'm going against the grain. Well, write a letter and let everybody know that this is going to be a Valentine's Day tree, but you should hide it. You should pull the tree, 
into the foyer where no one can see it. And then you can push it back into the window come February 4th through the 14th. And at midnight on the 14th, it's got to come down. And that seems like a lot of work to do for Valentine's Day. So all I'm saying is get your shit together and quit yelling at us. Okay? Absolutely not, ma'am. Also, do whatever the fuck you want. Love you, mean it. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather, it's your girl, Katie K from Jacksonville. I'm just calling with an absolutely yes to mom's night out and reconnecting with friends. Um, I just drove up from Jacksonville to Charleston for the weekend to see you. Me and one of my best girlfriends from college went to see you last night on Sunday. It was amazing. We just celebrated turning 35 and still being alive because we did some shit and now we're both sober. Well, alcohol free. Um, and we have kids. And so we went out and it was just so much fun. And she never saw you and she loved you. And it was just, I just always love your messaging. And it was just hilarious. And now I'm still reeling. I just got back to Jacksonville. I'm pulled into a Jersey Mike's. I'm going to sit in my car and smoke a bowl and eat the Jersey Mike's. And I just re-listened to Oregon Trail from your last Charleston show. And anyway, love and light. I love you a lot. Thank you for bringing so much positivity and, you know, reminding us to connect with those old friends. Anyway, thank you, Heather. Bye. This is so great. And I got a lot of voicemails today, really, post the Charleston and Augusta shows. How many people came together? I mean, my friend Kelly Wolf came in from Utah. I barely even got to see her. Like, we had all these people that came together that had many girls reunions or high school reunions or college reunions or whatever. And I listen, at the end of the day, the coolest part of my job is that I bring people together to laugh. If you really just break down, what I do is I bring people together to spend time together to then laugh. That is my job. That is my one sole job. You come together to giggle. And first of all, ma'am, I love that you are calling me from a Jersey Mike's. I love that you're about to smoke a bowl, but that you've also chosen to be alcohol free, which is also a beautiful thing. You know, you're like, listen, I know I can handle my weed, but maybe the booze is not taking me down the right path. And it's made me hung over and a cunty mom. And I love that. I love that. I love that we are just, you know, acknowledging it, but that you do know your limits and you're like, I'm going to hit a little bit of the weed pin and I'm going to go into this Jersey Mike's and I'm going to fuck it up. And I don't know when the last time you've been to a Jersey Mike's, but I would say top tier sandwiches. I, I am going to say Jersey Mike's. I would love maybe a sponsorship from Jersey Mike's. Hey, I'm here. Call me. Love you. And if you don't know Jersey Mike's is, you know, it's just, it's another level of sandwich making. It's artisanal. I always go and get a cold sub. They do have hot subs, but I enjoy like a turkey with the provolone and the works and they have a perfect submarine dressing. It's just, it's a great spot. But I love that you were sitting in Jersey Mike's. You're going to get a little high. You're going to eat your sandwich and you're just saying, hey, you know, I know I'm from Jacksonville, Florida and I got out. I got out of Jackstown and I went to Charlestown and I had some fun with the girls. And that brings me joy. Also love that you're probably high as a kite at my show. I can always tell who's stoned at the shows too. Because they're always, oh, Jesus Christ. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry. I just said hi. And the smoke alarm went off. Guys, the smoke alarm, Jeff's testing in them. They keep going off. 
Oh, for God's sake. I almost had a heart attack. This is one of the many things that we have to do on the list today, which is to check all the smoke detectors and these bad boys are going off on every floor. Oh God. Here right now I feel high. I feel high. I feel like I took something and the alarms are going off and I can't find the fire. You know what I mean? But I can always tell who's on pills, who's high, what y'all are on. I always know the drunk people because they're the most annoying. But um, I definitely know when you're stoned. Dude, when I did a show in Denver, it was such a great audience and so fun because people are just like so high and it takes them a second to figure out the punchline. But then when they do, they're like, <laughs> and they laugh. It, they're always such fun audiences. People who are pilled out are not good audiences. I went did a show in San Jose once and everyone was on Adderall and they were all chewing on the side of their cheeks. And I was like, this is too aggressive. You know, they were overthinking it. They weren't like mushroom, you know, chilled out in a Zen mode, maybe one white wine. They were all in the Addies because they worked in Silicon Valley and you could all tell they were overthinking things. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, but what a beautiful message. I'm glad you got to spend time with friends. I had somebody call in and say that one of the gals working in the merch booth that we had working this weekend married her at her wedding. Tina had a friend come and help us with the merch booth. And apparently she officiates weddings on the beach in Charleston. What a beautiful, what a beautiful moment. What a beautiful time. And that's, that's a great thing. Also, just so many sweet messages about the show. I know that this show is a total departure from the last show, but it's, I'm, I'm just ripping. I'm slinging jokes. I'm ripping the Band-Aid. We're, we're rolling into it. We're talking about all of the fucking things. And I'm having so much fun on this tour. And I love it. I love it that y'all are coming together. Did you know that I had a sweet couple who came to my show? First of all, a couple got engaged before the Sunday Charleston show. And another couple was dressed in a tuxedo and a gown for the show. And I just adore them. Also, hold on. I need to backtrack. I need to apologize. There was a group, there was like eight groups of girls that were at the hotel, at the Dewberry Hotel after the show on Sunday. And they wanted to tell me a story about how one of their girlfriends lost teeth at the last show. It was a whole thing. And I got pulled away because I had to t- I had to deal with something up in the room with my agent before I could come back down. And then we got into like a two-hour conversation. There was this whole thing, all good. But I did not get to come back down. I was like, hold on, I'll be right back. And I did not get to see these girls. So if you were at the hotel after the show on Sunday night or Saturday night, and I didn't get to say hi, I really profusely apologize. I, I know you guys, girlies were having a drink and wanted to tell me this story and I wanted to say hi to everybody, but please understand I was pulled in a different direction and I apologize about that. I really did feel bad and I meant to mention that at the top of the show. But anyways, this couple came, they had just gotten engaged before the Sunday show and specifically the guy told me at the meet and greet after he said, his, his girlfriend or now fiance said, whatever you do, please do not do it on stage because we had a wonderful couple that got engaged at my Charleston show the last year They're getting married in the Philippines and I'm so sad I can't make it to the wedding because it's the same day as the Radio City show. And I just saw them in Austin. But um, the guy was like, yeah, we, last time we were here, somebody got engaged on stage and my wife said, don't do it. I'm, I'm too shy. But then I, you know, surprised her with front row tickets for, for the show after. But anyways, listen, just the fact that I am even a part of any of these like monumental life moments is too much for me. It's really too much. It's so kind. And I'm just like, so honestly, genuinely grateful. And I fucking love it. 
with this other couple that was there reminded me that they were at the last show and the husband was in a head-to-toe cheetah print suit. And now he showed up in a tux and his wife was dressed in a fucking gown and they looked stunning. And I am absolutely obsessed with them. So when you guys show up to the show and you you make a day out of it, you know what I mean? You have a dinner, you get your girlies together, you've hired the babysitter. I know much, I know how much financial commitment goes into coming to my shows when you bought an airplane, you know, you bought a flight. If you bought an airplane and you own a jet, well, then go fuck yourself because I would also like a ride to the show. Okay, I'm just saying. But if you bought flights and you paid for a babysitter and activities and, you know, a hotel and this and that and the Ubers, I know it adds up. And then you buy merch and it's like, I'm overwhelmed and so grateful. And I know that a lot of us, you know, we're counting our coin, we're hustling, we're doing our things. So when you make a financial investment in me, I'm just very overwhelmed and it's very kind and I'm so grateful. So please always understand, even if I'm running around or you, you know, you hear me saying, cause I know what's going to happen. Oh. oh my God. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wow. Okay guys. I am so sorry. The microphone, I have this giant like arm that holds the microphone onto my desk. It just fell off. So my entire, don't edit this out. Josh, please keep this. The entire microphone just fell. And now I am holding up like a 40 pound microphone arm so that I could finish this voice. <laughs> oh my God. Y'all, today is testing me. In the arms of the angels. I got, I need to sing a hymnal or get right with the Lord or say a prayer because the Lord has literally been testing me all fucking day. What I was going to say though, is there is this Facebook group and it's got like 10,000 followers and I'm, I think it's hysterical and I spy on it every day, but it's a, it's called Heather 911. Now, I guess if you're a really dialed in hardcore fan, you're in this Facebook group, but some of y'all really try and stretch for shit. And I know what's going to happen. Somebody's going to post something about the Charleston show. Heather was complaining. I was not, I'm not complaining. I'm just setting a, a, a gentle reminder that I was concerned about somebody who had to get firemen carried out of the show. But I know how this is going to go down. Somebody's going to be like, Heather said this, and this is what that means. And then they try and like dissect. Like when y'all dissect shit to find my mom a date, which y'all did the other day. And I'll, if you're in the Heather 911 group, you know what I'm talking about. And that's the coolest fucking thing. And we're making it happen. I love it. I'm so dialed into the positivity. But sometimes like one thing can get twisted into something negative and then I have to sit there and I laugh because I know the truth. And then I watch y'all be little spies and try and decode stuff. And it is so incredibly a flattering and be hysterical to me. But anyways, I want y'all to know that at the end of the day, no matter what I'm going through, no matter how shitty of a day or stressful of the day, I am so grateful for the amount of effort that y'all put into supporting me and to coming out and honestly supporting yourselves and having a fucking good time. And that at the end of the day is what it's about. Can people get out of hand for sure? Is sometimes, is it frustrating because I try and come in and put on a very professional show? For sure. But we're also here to rip it and laugh. You know what I mean? And also too, like my girl Lisa just called in. She's like, we don't drink alcohol, but we're high. It's a different experience if you're on the mushrooms and the gummies, as opposed to like you had 15 fucking white wines. I mean, I will say at the show, was it Sunday night? Was it? Oh, I think, yeah, it was Sunday night. Maybe a woman third row fell asleep, just ah, catching flies. 
And there was a little bit of a commotion because then her friends tried to get her to leave the show. It was a whole thing. She left her phone. I believe it was Sunday night. Left her phone. So then when we got to the meet and greet, these people were like, hey, somebody's phone's here. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that lady who fell asleep. So, ma'am, also, if you're listening to this and the show is funny, you shouldn't have fallen asleep. But if you were overserved, I, too, would fall asleep after 75 white wines. I was able to swipe up on her phone and record a video. So, ma'am, if you have that video and you got your phone back, which I did give to security at the theater, if you did get your phone back and you saw that video, I want you to know that while I was delivering a handful of jokes, I was also directly delivering the jokes to you. But nobody knew. I didn't let the audience know. Sometimes like if something, like if somebody's totally passed out, I will absolutely try and wake them up. It calls for great groundwork. But this woman was out and I was like, pick your battles right now. So I'm delivering a blowjob joke, staring directly at this woman who is fast fucking asleep and reminding myself to stay fucking humble. Because while there's a lot of people who show up in tuxes and show up and show out, there is also one woman who has no idea who I am, who just wanted an excuse to black the fuck out and came to my show third row and was catching flies. And if you don't think that I go back and lay in bed post-show, and that's the one thing that I will replay over and over in my mind, and it tickles me fucking pink, then you must not know me. Listen, absolutely yes to us being on the road. Absolutely yes to you guys treating yourself and traveling and doing the damn things with your girlfriends. Absolutely not to me being a raging, busy cunt. And I'm so sorry to the people that I did not get to chat with after the shows on Saturday and Sunday who were at the hotel lobby bar Please, 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 please forgive me. I was trying to get my mom out and I had to drop off my stuff. And I had to, actually, honestly, I had to get on a call for these notes. Even after the shows on a Saturday night at 10 p.m., I am still having to work on this other thing. It was a whole thing. Anyways, that is on me. I apologize. I want you guys to know I am always so grateful when you come to the shows. So please forgive me for not taking an extra minute. I, I apologize about that. But anyways, fuck yeah to eating a Jersey Mike's, getting high. And you know what I'm going to do? I want a sandwich. So I'm going to wrap this podcast up. I'm going to go get myself a pack of cold cuts at the Jersey Mike's and wolf that down with a Diet Dr. Pepper. Because you want to know why? I feel like it. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. I love you. I mean it. Hey, and to the lady who still has her hot pink Christmas tree, take it the fuck down. If you're not going to make it a Valentine's tree, get your life together and take it down. We love you. We mean it. I'll see you on the next episode. Ciao, Bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.